There's one more aspect of our relationship with Jesus that most folks never really think about. That's what we're talking about today on the Bible Speaks to You podcast. What is your relationship with Jesus? This is episode 102. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. The title of this episode is, What is Your Relationship with Jesus? You can probably think of several ways to answer that question. And here are a few obvious answers. You might start with thinking of Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's a relationship. What kind of a relationship is it? It's a master-servant relationship. Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ. This is a relationship between prophecy and its fulfillment in our lives. Jesus is our teacher. That gives us a teacher-student relationship. Jesus is often referred to as the great physician. This gives us a healer-patient relationship. Jesus is all these things to us. There's no way to measure them or quantify them or put a value on these various relationships that we have with Jesus. But Jesus is not just all these high and holy things to us. He's even more. In John 20, 17, Jesus refers to God as his Father and our Father. That actually makes Jesus our brother, since we have the same Father. Let that soak in for a little bit. Jesus is like a big brother. Doesn't that sound great? Jesus called his disciples his friends. Here's another relationship we have with him. That's John 15, 14 and 15. And this is what Jesus says. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. Jesus was obviously talking to his immediate disciples, but this can certainly apply to you and me as well, as long as we actually follow Jesus in what we say and do, as he said, if we do whatever he commands us. It's really amazingly wonderful that we can know Jesus as our Lord, our teacher, our great physician, but for him to also be our friend and brother, I think makes the relationship even more meaningful. Let's look at how all these relationships are interconnected with each other. 
When you accept Jesus as the Son of God, as the Messiah, and make a commitment to be his disciple, to follow him and obey him, you enter into this master-servant relationship with Christ. This is directly related to the teacher-student relationship we have with him, and it develops into this relationship we have with Jesus as our friend. When we're healed, a healer-patient relationship develops, and all these relationships evolve and mature as we keep following Jesus. He gives us salvation, love and truth, joy and fulfillment. We're healed and blessed, then we share Christ's message with others. He teaches us, we put his lessons into practice in our daily lives, then we let our light shine, which brings others to the light. Our relationship with Christ is a back and forth, it's a two-way relationship. And as others see that in us, they're drawn to Christ as well. What is at the core of every good relationship? Think of your friends, your family. Well, and especially these relationships that we have with Jesus. It's about love. Jesus loves you. You love Jesus. You want to follow him and obey his teachings and commandments because he's done so much for you. You love to learn from him, what he said and what he did, and he loves to teach you. Every good relationship is based on love. In fact, Jesus said, this is John 14:15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Usually this is translated, if you love me, keep my commandments. I used to think this was actually Jesus commanding us to keep his commandments. But the verb tense here is future indicative. That means it's a statement of fact of something that is true in the future. And this is true today as much as it was 2,000 years ago. If we love Jesus, we will keep his commandments. Maybe the real question is, how much do you love Jesus? Well, how well we keep his commandments is actually the measure of how much we love him. And it's also the measure of our relationship with him. Love is not just words, it is deeds. There's one more aspect of our relationship with Jesus that most folks never really think about. You and I can be Jesus' mother. Now, I know that sounds kind of far-fetched, and you're probably thinking, James, you're stretching it here a little bit. Listen to what Jesus says when his mother, his brothers, and sisters can't get through the crowd to talk to him. Somebody tells him that they're out there and they want to talk to him, but Jesus responds this way, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Then he stretches out his hand toward his disciples, and he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And then he adds in Luke, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Think about that. When you hear the word of God and do it, you are Jesus' brother and sister and mother. 
Here's another example of why you can't take the whole Bible literally. Jesus did not mean we become his literal mother. We don't turn into Mary. Only Mary could fill that role. I think it's easier maybe to see how we can be Jesus' brothers and sisters. But his mother? Really? Yes. Jesus clearly states that everyone who hears the word of God and does God's will is not just his brother and sister, but also his mother. What does this really mean? Well, here's my take on it. When you hear God's voice and do God's will, you are, in effect, then, giving birth to Jesus in your heart and in your life. Every time you obey God's will, Christ appears more clearly in your life and to those around you. But think about the relationship a mother has with her child. A mother does not just give birth. She nurtures, loves, protects, teaches, and guides her child. Every time you set aside your will to listen for and follow God's will, you are metaphorically mothering the baby Jesus, the toddler Jesus, the teenage Jesus, the grown man Jesus in your heart. You're giving your love to the cause of Christ just as you would to your own child. Sometimes a mother teaches and protects her child. Sometimes she has to let her children learn their own lessons and defend themselves. Think how Mary must have felt when Jesus left for the wilderness to fast for 40 days. Whatever she may have felt for her son, she did not prevent him from going. As a mother of Christ's appearing today, sometimes you may have to let go of your own concerns when the church of Jesus is being tempted in the wilderness way too long. Are you nurturing the appearing of Christ in your own heart? I'm not talking about the second coming. I'm talking about the way Christ appears every day in our lives. When the angel Gabriel visited Mary, He prophesied that she would become pregnant through the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit visits you, what do you become pregnant with? What will you give birth to as a result of your closeness to God? How will the Christ appear when you give birth to it? Will you be a better parent, child, or spouse? Will you start a new Christ-focused career? Will you give up your own plan for your life? and do what God has ordained? A good and healthy relationship is not only full of love, but there's an intimacy and mutual support that can't be found anywhere else. Let's say you have small children, and one of them asks for a glass of water. You get it for them. As his mother, will you do what Jesus asks you to do? When a child is older, it's only natural to ask help around the house with the chores. As Jesus' mother, what do you ask of him? There's an expectation in both these cases that the parent and the child will do what is needed. Can Jesus expect you to obey his requests? Do you have that same expectation that Christ will come to your aid when you ask for help? It really goes beyond just expecting love and support. 
It's really a matter of trust based on love. There's a confidence and assurance in this relationship. Jesus trusts us to follow him, and we do. We trust Christ to help us and guide us, and he does, over and over and over again. What a partnership that is that we have with Christ. What a relationship. And it is a mother-child relationship. And, of course, the same applies to Jesus being our brother. How can you be a brother or sister to Jesus? He does so much for you. Think of what you can do for him. Now, I realize that everyone does not have an ideal relationship with their siblings or their children, but Christ is always available for you to have that ideal brother-sister-mother relationship with him. Every time you have heard God's voice and obeyed the will of God, you have been a brother, a sister, and or a mother to Jesus. I encourage you to embrace this aspect of your relationship with Jesus. It is close. It is intimate. It's powerful, full of love and support. And it is holy. As you give birth to and partner with Christ-like thoughts and actions, nurture them, and they will nurture you. It all comes down to listening for, hearing, and doing God's will. This is the very heart of prayer. In fact, every time you hear God's voice and obey it, you are praying. Usually we think of prayer as talking to God. We petition, we repent, we thank Him, we glorify Him. How often do we think of prayer as God talking to us and us just listening? How often do we think of prayer as doing what God tells us? That is prayer in action. Have you ever had a friend who did most of the talking in a conversation? They go on and on with some diatribe of their woes or their brilliant opinions, and there's little effort on their part to listen to what you have to say. This can get annoying pretty fast. But isn't that what we sometimes do to God in our prayers? We talk nonstop, explaining things as if he wasn't able to grasp the situation. We repeat ourselves as if talking to an old man who's hard of hearing. We go on and on with our agenda and self-justification instead of remembering one of the simplest and most effective prayers is to ask instead of tell God something and then just listen. When you ask your friend a question, the normal thing to do next is to remain silent and wait for an answer. How often do we do that in our prayers? Listening to God is one of the most powerful aspects of prayer, and we need to practice this approach more often. Jesus told his followers that he only shared with them what he heard from God. This is John 12:49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, But the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment what to say and what to speak. The reason Jesus could say what the Father told him was because he listened. In this sense, Jesus was always in a state of prayer, of hearing God's voice and obeying it. How often do your prayers 
include listening to God's voice and then doing what he tells you. When you do this, when you hear God's voice and obey it, you become a member of Jesus' immediate family, his brother and sister, and yes, his mother. There's so many ways that we are related to Jesus. There's so many different aspects of our relationship with him. We need to cherish all of them, but always remember this intimate relationship you have with Jesus as a member of his immediate family, as his brother and sister and mother, when you hear the voice of God and obey it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you know someone who might appreciate the ideas in this episode, please share it with them. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, welcome. I am so grateful to have you listening today. I encourage you to subscribe. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Click on the subscribe tab up in the menu bar and fill out the form and you're all set. That puts you on my email notification list, and you'll never miss an episode. And if this is the first time you've listened to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 100. You can find that at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 100. In that episode, I asked listeners to share who they would like to talk to in the Bible other than Jesus and what they would ask. There are 47 different people sharing their answer to that question. I think you'll really enjoy that episode. As always, in the show notes for today's episode, I'll include all the Bible verses mentioned today. You can find the show notes at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 102. This is episode 102. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything related to the Bible, or if you just need a little extra spiritual support, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. The best way to contact me is to go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and just click the contact tab up in the menu bar, fill out the form, and I will be in touch. I really would love to hear from you and be a support in any way I can. I often get the question, James, you're doing such a great job. I appreciate your podcast so much. How can I be supportive of everything you're doing? Well, the best way to be supportive is to take the ideas that you hear on the podcast and put them into practice in your own life. Let your light shine so that other people can see the love of Christ that's in your heart and the way you live it in your daily life. Another way to be supportive is to share the podcast. Think of someone you know who would really appreciate this podcast or perhaps a specific episode would be really helpful to them, and then share it with them. A third way you can be supportive of the podcast is to make a financial contribution to contribute to the monthly production costs and hosting fees. If you're so inclined, I would be very grateful. Just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, Scroll all the way to the bottom to the footer. You'll see a donate button and any amount would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. That's it for today. I want to thank you so much for being here and listening. I deeply appreciate your support. 
I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a wonderful week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.